Welcome to the Rock Church. It's the place where your life matters, Jesus matters, and worship matters all the time. We desire to create relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place. We are the Rock Church. Hallelujah. We love you. As we continue in our series, our relationship series, part three, we'll be talking on the subject today of courage. Courage, the test of courage, the test of courage. Many of you know that our theme for the year is double or nothing, the year of expectation. Our theme scripture flows right out of Isaiah 61 and 7. I want you to just lift your hands and declare, I will, I will walk in the fullness of the double portion. This double portion will take courage to maintain in Jesus' name. Amen. You may take your seats on today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you grab my towel in my uh, in my bag? It's a great towel. Coming right out of Genesis 22, verse number one. Now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham. And he said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. <clears throat> and he said, here I am. <clears throat> and he said, here I am. In Jesus' name. The test of courage. Somebody say the test of courage. Come on, say it again. Say the test of courage. And now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham. And he said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. Here I am. The test of courage places many of us at the scene of a crossroad where we have been called to make the steps towards having to give back what we were promised. The test of courage calls us into the deeper places of our lives where we must choose to follow the leading of God and the leading of the voice of God. Following what you can see or understand is the true sign of one who has the courage enough to do the impossible. The test of courage calls us into the deeper places of our lives where we must choose to follow the leading of the voice of God. Somebody say again, the test of courage. Now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham. And he said to him, Abraham, and he said, here am I. God comes to Abraham. He's not just coming. He's not just asking him. But he comes with the test, the test of courage. We're talking about relationships and we're talking about how valuable our God kind of relationships are. And on today, I simply just want to talk to you about the story of Isaac and Abraham. 
Abraham is promised a son at the age of 75. He's now 99, close to 100 years old, and he now has a son. His son is Isaac, has a son by the name of Ishmael by Hagar, but it was Isaac who was the son of promise. So he has this son and he's raising this son and he's going along. And when we think about this story, God comes to him and he gives him a test. There are a lot of things in our life that God wants to test. But sometimes courage gets in the way of God's ability to test us. Because many of us are so accustomed and become so familiar with what God has given us, we've, we're holding on to it so much that we refuse to let it go. And now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. We want to talk about courage and we want to really settle and begin to traffic this language and this, this culture of courage in relationships. Courage is the mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. Courage is the mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and to withstand fear or difficulty. That is the natural definition of courage. How many of you have ever been faced to be courageous in your life? It took you to have courage to do something. Courage. Courage. To withstand danger in difficult times. To persevere, Emilisa. To, to, to have the mental and moral strength. Courage. It takes courage to fight every day. It takes courage to fight for your family every day. It takes courage to get up and to go stand at a job that doesn't really appreciate you and that's not paying you all the money that you needed. It takes courage, moral and mental strength to venture, to venture out, to step out, to to, to literally just step out. It takes courage to, to step out. It takes courage. It takes courage to step out every Sunday. It takes courage to put a message together every Sunday. It, it, it takes courage to believe what you cannot see sometimes. It, it takes real courage. It, it takes strength to withstand things that God has promised you, but yet you don't see them. It, it takes courage takes courage to maintain what God has placed in your hands. There is natural courage and then there is spiritual courage. It is the point where God calls us into a deep place where we venture into the danger and difficulties of life that push us to persevere through it all, knowing that God will meet us at the end. Courage is a sign that says that I know that God is going to meet me at the end of my journey. I know that God is going to meet me at the finish line. I, we've been talking about and asking God to, to settle with us, but, but it's going to take courage for the Holy Spirit to really settle in you because courage uh, allows God to test you. Real courage. 
real courage. And it came about after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abram, and he said, here I am. There are some acts of natural courage. When you think about some acts of natural courage, as we close out our Black History Month, and I really just want to begin to encourage our church today that your vote is going to matter this year like it never matters before. If you don't think that our generation and our nation is not in trouble, then I don't know what world you're living in, but we're in trouble. We're not afraid, but, but, but this nation... Under God, in God we trust. We have lost our way, y'all. We, 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 we've lost our way. In Black History Month, we think about it and we think about some acts of natural courage. We, we think about Martin Luther King. He fights with the message of nonviolence in the face of injustice that was brought against African Americans. It was his courage, uh, come on now, it was his courage that landed him in jail on many occasions, that brought him many nights where he was bruised and beaten to the point that he was stabbed in the chest, where he survived death by inches of his heart being punctured. Courage. It, it, it takes courage to get up every morning and put on your suit and your tie and your wife is looking at you saying you're probably not going to make it back home. I, I know that I might not make it back home, but, but, but I've got to spread this message of nonviolence in the face of injustice against my people. It, it takes real courage to, to fight for people that will not even fight for themselves and let alone will fight against you. Oh, Rabbi, it takes real courage to do what God has called you to do. And he tested Abraham. He tested Martin Luther King. Uh, Malcolm X takes last steps knowing that his life could possibly end as he prepared to speak to a crowded hotel room. His courage, his undeniable faith and commitment to his people yes. was that that caused him to walk out on a stage only to surrender and have his life unlawfully taken away, not by himself, but in front of his wife and his children. Ah, it, it takes courage to lose your life in front of those that you love the most. And your wife is sitting there. Why didn't you just stay at home? Uh, why wouldn't you just quit it? Real people that have courage, uh, they understand that their life never belongs to them. And it belongs to God. And God tested Abraham. And he tested him. Uh, real courage when we think about Martin. We, we think about King and we think about Malcolm X. But let's move a little further in, the, in, the, in, in, in our text today. Uh, Rosa Parks, she stood up for the right to sit on the front of the bus and not give up her seat because she was very tired. Although she was taken off the bus and arrested and placed in jail, uh, it was her courage, somebody say it was her courage, that brought about one of the biggest boycotts during the civil rights movements, the civil rights movement where African Americans decided that they would no longer catch the bus. It takes courage 
to follow somebody else's dream. It takes courage to, to, to follow somebody else's fight. It, it was only her fight, but, but because she stood, come on now, they all decided that if you're going to come against Rosa, you're going to come against all of us, and nobody caught the bus. Come on now. Now, in our generation, I'm going to catch the bus because I need to get to work. I'm going to do what I need to do. The problem is, is we've lost our courage to remain in agreement with one another. All right, by, we might not agree of what's going on, but we will agree that we're being what? Unjustly treated. Treated unjustly. Come on now. Come on now. Our African-American men are being treated unjustly. All right, by. Come on now. Come on now. We're, we're pardoning men with money. Money, but yet we're leaving black men in jail for simple ounces of marijuana and drugs. All right, by, come on now, let's talk about it. Let's be real. Come on now. But our communities are sitting here going to clubs on Saturday, getting drunk and doing all type of stupid stuff. And the government is taking away Social Security and Medicaid. But we have Martin. We have people like Malcolm. We have people like Rosa that took courage. Her life was in danger. She could have been beaten. But courage gives you the ability to withstand danger and difficult times. Come on now. That's what it says. Uh, Fannie Lou Hamer. Fannie Lou Hamer, uh, a leader of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, dedicated her life fighting for the rights of young African-American students who fought against racial segregation and injustice in the South. Come on now, where's the next generation that's willing to fight for the injustice that is being done in your neighborhood? Come on now, think about it. We'd rather move all the way out to the suburbs than come back and fight for our communities because we believe that the suburbs is the best place. But allowing drugs and murder and bars and all of the other stuff to be open on every corner in the hood. But then we say we love our people. How do you love your people and you forsake the neighborhood that you came from? Your children don't even see where you came from. Don't know the story. Fannie Lou Hamer, she taught young African Americans how to fight for their right. Yes. Fight for their right to vote. They were fighting to vote. And we sit here and you won't even register for the census. You won't even register to vote. But yet you fight against what they're treating your children in school, but you won't vote. Yes. Come on now. Come on now. Kellen Kaepernick, everybody's on his side, but he didn't vote. So how are you fighting for rights when you did not vote? Who cares that you're sitting on your knee? Martin Luther King was beaten. Malcolm was killed. Rosa was persecuted. Fannie Lou Hamer was threatened. She was put in jail and beaten and almost died there for the right to vote. And we sit here in this nation and we won't have courage enough to fight for the next generation. Your children are getting ready to be raised in a Babylon nation if we don't fight. We've got a president that doesn't care about your children he only cares about the wealthy come on now come on now when you can't speak up for right when you know that there's wrong and you lose your job 
Come on now. I'm going to talk to you today. And I don't care if you get mad about it. But guess what? Your children's children is what we should be fighting for. This vote in 2020 is going to determine the next 50 to 100 years of what America looks like. And if you don't understand the importance of putting your name on the ballot, then you are a loser. You've lost your courage. Come on now. Come on now. It takes courage to stand, y'all. It takes courage to stand. It takes courage. Why is there Chick-fil-A on Harvard? Why isn't there a Chipotle on Way Park? Come on now. Why aren't there good restaurants down in Huff? Why? Because we don't believe it. But we'll go out and we'll get $100 gift cards because men are trying to buy your vote. And we're believing that people are doing things in our neighborhood. It is a lost cause when people don't have courage to stand for their right. And God tested Abraham. Come on now. What did he test him with? He tested him with his son. What are you willing to give back to God? What are you willing to have courage for? What are you willing to stand up and fight for? Are you willing to just stand up and fight so that your kids can walk around in Jordans and have Playstations and everybody got a fine house, but the generations behind you are dying. Our young women are cracked out, pregnant, dropping out of school. Our young men are incarcerated and when they get out, they cannot get a job because they have felony after felony and they're making you take a plea bargain because the lawyers don't want to do the investigation and they're threatening you with 40 years and they make you take a plea bargain and the judge gives you 15 years come on y'all I need y'all to look at me and face me come on now it takes courage to be a man it takes courage to be a father it takes courage to be a mother it takes courage to raise your children it takes courage he comes to Abraham and he tests him. How does he test him? Come on now. The test of courage. I want what you have. He came to Martin. I want what you have. He came to Malcolm. I want what you have. He came to Rosa. I want what you have. He came to Fannie Lou Hamer. I want what you have. What do you want? I want your voice. Come on now. I want your life uh, in exchange for my life. Uh, you're not going to live long, uh, but I need your voice. Uh, I want your voice. Uh, I want your influence. I want your favor. Will you offer it back to me? Come on now. He comes to Abraham and he says, will you? Come on now. Will you hear me? And he says, here I am. Courage has everything to do with an offering. Amen. Courage has something to offer back. Come on now, let's look at it. The test of courage. Courage is, number one, our response to what we are being tested to do. Verse number one, and you heard it. And now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham and said to Abraham. And he said, here I am. Come on now, courage stands in response to the test that is being given. Come on now, you don't, you don't run away from the test. Uh, you don't not show up for the test. You're not late for the test. Here I am, God. What do you need from me? What do you want from me? He tested Abraham. Courage. It takes tests. It, it takes courage to walk in and sit down in that chair and take that test that you're nervous about. It, it takes courage, courage. 
But if you're going to walk in true courage, you've got to respond. Courage responds to what we are being tested to do. Number two, courage reconciles what it fears the most. Come on now. Courage can cause you to fear the most. Uh, Courage can cause you to look at it and say, what is God getting ready to require of me right now? You begin to fear some things, but it's godly fear. Come on now. You begin to fear for your life. You begin to fear for your children. Come on now. You've got to think about it. Real courage every time that father walks out of the door. Come on now that wife is praying every time that mother walks out of the door and the children are separated it takes courage 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 your courage reconciles you to what you fear the most what is God getting ready to require of me Come on now. I said here I am, but now I got to reconcile the fact that I answered the call. Come on now. And now I feared the most. What is he getting ready to do? He's already told me to leave my country. He's already told me to leave my relatives. He's already told me to leave my father's inheritance and go to a land that I will show you. He's already had me in a place where I had to move in faith, but now I got to move in courage. Come on now. Courage, 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 courage. Uh, Come on now. Verse 2 says, and he said, take now your son, uh, your only son whom you love. Come on now. Uh, Type and shadow in the New Testament. And he sent his only begotten son into the world. Come on now. God will never require something of you that he himself will not do. Come on now. God will always. Come on now. He'll always give you a type and shadow. Come on now. Come on now. The test of courage, come on now. Uh, It reconciles what it fears the most. Take now your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah, come on now, and offer him, come on now, and offer him there as a burnt offering. Come on now. When you think about it, offer him as a burnt offering. A burnt offering. A burnt offering on the mountain, which I tell you, you got to be kidding me. You told me to do something crazy in the beginning, and you told me to just go by myself, and now I've done that, and now you made me a promise, Zay, and you told me that I would have this son, and now you're going to take what you've given me, now you're going to take what I've labored for, now you're going to take what people laughed at me about, and now you're going to tell me to give it back to you? That sounds crazy, but Martin, he had to give it back. Malcolm had to give it back. Rosa Parks had to give it back. Fannie Lou Hamer had to give it back. Your mama, your daddy, your grandmama had to give it back. Courage offers things back to God. Come on now. It takes real courage. Somebody say it takes real courage. Come on now. It takes real courage to be a believer of God. Come on now. They told you that salvation was free. Can I make it clear? It wasn't free because it's going to cost you your life. It's going to cost you your name. It's going to cost you your reputation. It's going to cost you some years in your life. But it takes courage to believe that God is going to stand with you until the end. Come on now. Think about it. Take now your only son. Come on, Val. Come on, Chris. 
Come on now. God comes to you and says, I need you to take your sons and give them back to me. Come on, now they're getting ready to get scholarships. I done invested all of this stuff in them, and you're not telling me to give it back. You got to be crazy. Come on now. I done cried. I done sweated tears. I done given my life. I've driven my car miles and miles and miles, and now you're going to come to me at the height of this moment where I am enjoying my son. I'm enjoying my family, and you say, give it back to me at a point where I'm comfortable. Courage challenges your comfort areas, your areas of comfort. Courage will cause you to not be so familiar with what God has called you to do. Real courage, real courage. Courage is our response. Courage reconciles, but not only does it respond and reconcile, but courage re-engages our faith. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Faith. Come on now. It takes faith to have courage. It takes faith to trust. It takes faith to believe. Uh, come on now. It takes faith to have confidence in a God that sometimes you can't hear. Sometimes you can't see. Sometimes you can't feel. Sometimes you don't know where you're going. It takes faith. Oh, come on now. Now faith is the substance. Come on now. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Come on now. Come on, you've got to re-engage your faith. Come on now. Courage causes you to re-engage your faith. So Abraham, come on now, here it is, verse number three. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering and rose and went to the place which God had told him. He responds, he reconciles, but then now he has to re-engage his faith through courage. Come on now. The first time he had to re-engage his faith through trust. Come on now. He had to trust that God was going to lead him to the land that he would show him. Now he has to re-engage his faith by having courage that God is going to be with him. Oh, Rabbi, ah, come on now. I need somebody to understand. Uh, sometimes you got to trust him, but then sometimes you need courage. 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 That mental and moral strength. Uh, come on now. That causes you to persevere to withstand danger and difficulty. Because he learned how to trust God. Courage was easy for him. But guess what? It didn't mean that it wasn't easy. I mean, it didn't mean that it wasn't hard. But guess what? When you learn to trust God, courage will give you the ability to persevere and to withstand. Come on now, you become strong in your moral decisions and your mental capacity. You're able to handle the pressure. Come on, look at somebody and say, my courage uh, gives me the ability to handle all of the pressure. I've got the capacity to handle everything that God brings before me. It's called courage. Come on now. It's called courage, the relationship of courage. Come on now. So now, the test of courage, I want what you have, but you've got to respond. It causes you to reconcile causes you to re-engage 
but then courage is relentless in its desire to please God. Relentless, come on now. Martin Luther King understood that what he was doing would probably never be returned to him the way he put it out. Come on now, they're going to kick me. My own people are going to hate me. My own people are going to take the bait. Come on now, when we think about Malcolm, they hated him and they dishonored him. And guess what? His own men, his own army begin to turn against him. But relentless courage understands the consequences that I'm not doing it for what you're going to give back to me. I'm doing it because God is testing me to see if I will offer back what he's given me. Come on now. Everybody's not going to follow you. Everybody's not going to stand with you. Everybody's not going to agree with you. But when courage is relentless, when it's relentless, it desires to please God. Come on, say my courage is relentless enough to please God. It is my desire to please God. It's called courage, y'all. The test of courage, it responds. It reconciles, it re-engages, but then it understands that it must be relentless with no limits, no strings attached. Come on now, come on now. We've sat in New Birth for years and we saw Bernice King and every time she got up and spoke, she was never angry. She was never offended. She always spoke in the grace and the honor of her father and her mother. I know that my daddy gave his life. I was mad when I was little, but now I understand that when you have relentless courage, you've got to understand that it is God's desire that he be pleased through your movement of courage. My daddy lost his life Malcolm lost his life a wife who was persecuted right after they killed the man they cleaned the room up and had a party didn't care that the man was shot cleaned up the blood took away all of the evidence and they had a party in the same room come on now how many times have we done the same thing? God is trying to reach us. We take around and clean up the Holy Ghost, move everything out the way, and you go have a party. As if nobody died. As if nobody's dying in our generations. Young people are dying every day, and we clean up and we go have a party. <coughs> Think about it. Relentless courage. Verse number six, and Abram took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. <clears throat> and he took his hand, took in his hand the fire and the knife. So the two of them walked together, relentless. Courage is relentless, has no limits. Courage reconciles, it re-engages, it responds. But then courage remains focused when retreating questions are asked of us. He said, take your only son whom you love and offer him as a burnt offering. The burnt offering was a representation of a sacrifice. Which you took an animal, you laid it on a burning altar and you sacrificed it before God. He's now saying, take your son 
Oh, Rabbi, come on, isn't God good? Isn't God good? Come on now, isn't, isn't he good? Isn't he good? Isn't he good? But sometimes it seems unfair. Courage sometimes can meet you in the most unfair places of your life, uncomfortable places of your life, James. Courage remains focused. What are you talking about? When retreating questions are asked of us, verse number seven, Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father, and he said for the second time, here I am, my son. And Isaac said, I'm paraphrasing, behold, there's the fire, there's the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Whew. Come on now. See, see, this is what makes the story very interesting because Isaac was not a little kid at that time. Isaac was about a teenager. So he understood what it meant to make sacrifices because his father taught him at an early age, this is how you worship God. Oh, Rabando Rabba. Come on now. Come on now. So now he understood that his father was getting ready to make a burnt offering. He places the wood on his back. Come on now. Why would he place the wood on Isaac's back? <laughs> Come on now. Why would he hold the fire and the knife in his hand? Oh, Rabbi. Come on now. Come on now. Because he was showing a sign to God that I'm going to be obedient. I, I'm going to let you see that I have prepared the sacrifice before I get to where you want me to go. I have already prepared what you want me to give back. I've already prepared to offer it back to you. I'm not going to cheat you. I'm not going to slide through the crevice. I'm going to put the wood on his back. Because when I put the wood on his back, it understands that I am prepared to offer him as a burnt sacrificial offering. Asking me to take my son and kill him. Make him a burnt offering. Come on now, real courage. Come on, somebody say real courage. Responds. Real courage. Reconciles. Real courage. Reengages. Real courage is relentless. Real courage remains. But then here it is. The most important part about courageous people and people who have courage. Courage. Come on now. Courage. Come on now. Come on. Somebody say courage. Come on, somebody say real courage. Real courage remembers. Oh, Rabbi, come on, somebody say it remembers. Come on now. It never forgets. Uh, real courage uh, after it reconciles. Uh, after, uh, come on now, it responds and it reengages. It's relentless and it remains. It remembers God's provision. Oh, Rabbi, he put the fire. He put the fire and knife in his hand, but he put the wood on his son's back because he had prepared to follow the testing of God. He had prepared himself that even though I know that God is requiring me of this, I'm going to remember at the end that God will provide. I'm going to remember that God will never leave me nor forsake me. I'm going to remember that no weapon formed against me will prosper. I'm going to remember that I'm the head and not the tail. I'm going to remember that God made my mama a promise that if God did it for Isaac, if he did it for Jacob, he'll do it for me. Real courage will cause you 
to remember that God is with you. Come on now. Verse number 8 says, And Abraham said, for the first time, Abraham speaks. Oh, Rabbi. Throughout the last seven verses, Abraham was responding. He was reconciling. He was reengaging. He was being relentless. He was remaining in a place. But now Abraham responds. Oh, Rabbi. He, come on now. He remembers what it's going to take to pass this test. He remembers what it's going to take to please God. He remembers that his faith, come on now, is strong enough to remember and he responds to his son's question come on now that's why you gotta be that's why you gotta be focused come on now you gotta remain focused when retreating questions come before you that was a retreating question well where's the where's the lamb at you know what i don't know what god is doing maybe we should go look for it Maybe we should go back and pray. No, no, no. God said, take your son and offer him as a burnt offering. He was clear. The instructions of God are always clear and precise. Come on now. Never retreat because of fear. Never retreat because your courage is being challenged. Stand right there and remain focused and be ready to remember. He said, where is the lamb? And he responds in verse number eight. And Abraham said, God will provide for himself. Come on now. Somebody say, God will provide for himself. Say it again. God will provide for himself. The lamb for the burnt offering, my son. I know that you're getting ready to get on that altar, but I remember, I believe that God is going to provide for himself a lamb, a burnt offering. It's not going to be you, but I've got to pass the test, so I've got to prepare what I love the most. I've got to have courage enough to give it back to God. I've got to have courage enough to release it back to God. I've got to have all the courage in the world to allow God to provide for himself oh rabbi and God can only provide for himself when you offer back what he wants ah, come on now ah, rabbi, come on now come on now look at it look at it look at it look at it God never wanted the son he wanted Abraham's sacrifice he wanted Abraham's heart he wanted Abraham's obedience he wanted Abraham's faith he never wanted the son because he understood I got the only son that will be the sacrificial lamb but if I can get you to understand that if you can just obey me obedience is better than sacrifice I don't need you to sacrifice I need you to trust me I need you to walk with me I need need you to love me. I need you to honor me as the sovereign mighty God. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Think about it. Come on now. King gave his life. But the ultimate sacrifice was Jesus Christ. Because nobody gave their life like Jesus. Malcolm lost his life. But nobody lost their life like Jesus Christ. Come on now. Come on, Megan Evers 
lost his life, but nobody did it like Jesus. Oh, Rabbi, the sacrifice you think you're making, that was a greater sacrifice. That was a greater pain. That was a greater loss. Oh, Rabbi, because Malcolm still has his family. Martin still has his family. Megger still has his family. But Jesus lost it all, and God gave it all, and he lost his entire family. Come on now. He doesn't want you to sacrifice. He wants you to offer. Come on now. Come on now. If you'll just offer it back. If you'll just present it to me, I'll provide for myself. Oh, Rabbi, I'll show you that I'm God. I'll show you that I am Jehovah Jireh, your provider. I'll show you, oh, Rabbi, and oh, Rabbi, I'll show you that I can provide food on the table when the cupboards are empty. I'll show you that I can provide when Cardinal no needs to be paid and you ain't got enough money. I'll show you that I can put $15 in your hand every week and you can begin to sow your seed at the end of March. I'll show you that I can provide when your marriage is going crazy when your family's jacked up I'll show you that I'll be the living sacrifice that my son Jesus Christ will die he gave his life he went to the ground and he rose again with all power I don't need your sacrifice but I need your preparation of an offering what are you willing to offer to me come on lift your hands what are you willing to give back what are you willing to give back? Come on now. Come on, what are you willing to give back? Come on, son, what are you willing to give back? Come on, look at it. God is asking you to offer, but you think that God wants to take it away. I want you to keep it, but I just want to know if you'll offer it to me anytime I ask. Will you offer me your life? Will you offer me your name? Will you offer me your influence? Will you offer it back to me? I gave you what I promised you, but will you give it back to me? With wood on his back, with the knife in one hand, fire in the other hand, Will you offer? Will you offer it back? Will you offer it back? Will you give me the basketball? Will you give me the baseball? Will you give it to me? and let me become the sacrifice for you. Will you give it to me, young children? Will you give me your dream? Will you give me your business? Will you give me your mind? Will you give me your hands? Will you give it to me, daughter? And let me, oh Rabbi, provide my own sacrifice. I just want to know if I can test you enough to give it back to me, Krima. Just want to know if I can test you enough, Jira, Joshua to give it back to me. I just want to know if I can test you enough. Will you have courage enough to withstand the test of offering something that means the world to you? Means the world. King's family meant the world to him. His wife had to live the better part of her years without her husband. She had to raise all of her children by herself. Courage. She understood that when she married him, that his life was in the hand of Jesus Christ. Malcolm's family had to endure the persecution 
and the rejection and the mockery and the laughter that he was trying to tear down another man when he was simply fighting for what he had been taught. Rosa Parks, courage, brought her before great men, street named after her, given one of the highest medals that you can ever receive in America, had a center named after her, her courage. Her family is now understanding that if it was not for Rosa Parks, Warwick would be sitting on a bus. Some people would say it ain't that important, but real courage says that it is. We've lost our ability to have courage.